Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome back. We're on a roll with some truly inspiring episodes this year, and today's episode won't disappoint either. Have you joined our Facebook group? I need to remind everyone, if not, get over there and join. I look forward to the conversation daily in the group. We often continue conversations from different episodes and we talk about other things outside of food. We talk a lot about food, um, but please join us over there. New tasty recipes are up on the website, including a delicious healthier version spinach dip and a really cool taco board, a twist on the popular charcuterie boards. Um, If you're looking for air fryer, instant pot, vegetarian, we have you covered. You can do a quick search on the website and land on what you need. This time of year always brings the urge to purge for me, and it always seems like I can never tackle the task. I have this... Um, you know, goal every year. I lug a few bags to the Goodwill or to our neighborhood children's home, but I can never make a dent and I truly never feel decluttered. I think you'll love the simple tips my friend Angela Betancourt has to share today. I met Angela back in college in Pittsburgh and after moving to Orlando, we spent two years as roommates. She's definitely one of those people in my life. I know everybody has these people that no matter how much time passes, we can always jump back in without skipping a beat. Angela empowers people to live into their fullest potential through transformational happiness, coaching, professional home organizing, online courses, and group experiences. She's doing it all. In short, she enthusiastically and lovingly guides people toward more authenticity, meaning, and joy. (laughs) In 2014, after a 12-year career in marketing and event planning, Angela began what she now refers to as her year of transformation. She quit her full-time job at University of Florida and enrolled at the school, Florida School of Massage. That same year, she also went through a divorce, drove across the country and back, became a licensed massage therapist, and founded what is now Simplify Home Organizing. Crazy year, You'll hear a little bit about it. She learned a lot. She's happily an active member of the Gainesville, Florida community, where in addition to her work as a happiness coach and professional home organizer, she enjoys leading, hopefully I say this right, cacao ceremonies, hosting ecstatic dances, teaching workshops and facilitating, wait for it, cuddle sanctuary events in pre-COVID times, of course. In her free time, she enjoys yoga, bird watching, sharing long hugs, encouraging her fellow entrepreneurial friends and finding friendly neighborhood cats to pet. I think you'll really enjoy today's episode. I know that I learned a lot and I'm excited to share this episode with you all. Welcome to the show, Angela. It's always great to have longtime friends on the show to share some of some kind of expert advice, whatever they've they've gotten into over the years. So before we jump in, why don't you tell listeners a little bit about you and how you got started in the organizing decluttering biz? Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's so sweet to catch up with you. Um, I got first got started back at the kind of the end of 2014, very unintentionally. I know some of my fellow home organizers in the world would say they've been doing this since they were like five <laughs> and they've naturally organized. And that is not the case with me. You can ask my mother about my bedroom as a teenager. I was not a naturally organized person. 
Um, but at the end of 2014, I went through a huge career change after 12 years in marketing and event planning. I quit my full-time job, went to study massage therapy. So just total career change and yeah. shift was doing that. And then in that process, I call it my year of transformation back in 2014. It was the hardest year of my life and the most exhilarating. I quit my job, went to study massage therapy, ended up getting a divorce after seven years of marriage, just a few months into that whole journey of the year. Um, Ended up a few months after that, meeting a much younger man and traveling and just being this kind of rogue hippie in the world. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, it it was wild. And I was a very like type A, I mean, I'm still naturally a type A planner kind of person. So this was all very much out of my comfort zone. And so that same year, I decluttered my place because I was, you know, living with a husband for years and we had Mm -hmm. shared stuff. And I was like, oh, this stuff all has his energy on it. And I was like, I just want to shed all of this. And so I started decluttering and I read a book that is still remains after all these years of reading all the organizing and decluttering books. It remains my number one book that I recommend to clients. And it's called The Joy of Less by Francine J. Okay, we'll link up to it in the show notes. <laughs> and that book totally blew my mind. It was about the philosophy of living with less. A lot of she she talks a lot about processing emotional attachment to things, which is a lot of what I do with clients now. And of course, I was going through this whole upheaval of everything in my life was different, and so I decluttered my place and a friend noticed and was like, "Whoa, your house looks so organized and neat and it's just completely different. Like, what have you been doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I read this book and I'm just, you know, going through all these changes, so I figured I'd make my environment look different too. And she's like, oh my gosh, can you help me? And she had recently gone through a huge life change and had a house with a partner and then ended up living in a one bedroom by herself with all this like giant furniture from their giant house. Mm. And so I started helping her just for fun, you know, like just to be a good friend. Right. Like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. Like, can I start? She was a massage therapist too. She's like, can I trade you massage for your time and energy? And I was like, Girl, heck yeah. (laughs) That's ideal, of course. Like that sounds wonderful. And so we did that for a while and then kept adding more and more hours and we were making huge progress in her house. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And then a couple other people started asking me for help. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I can make money this way. And then I found out about the industry of professional home organizing. I had no idea that was even a thing I could offer to the world. And I love it. It's so joyful. It's It's hard work. It's a lot of emotional labor and sometimes often physical labor, but it is really, it's to see somebody transform their home and therefore their life is just so wonderful and joyful for me. Yeah. I mean, and you touch on a good point. I think that we talk about, you know, the new year and it's time to declutter your house. And, but I don't know that we often think about the mental side of things, you know, the mental, like the, like you said, the emotional attachments and like, how do you get to that point? Cause I think it all goes hand in hand. So, all right. So good. So like I said, it's the time of year we've just entered into 2021. So I know people are going hard at it. You know, let mm-hmm. me get this thing going. I feel like of any year, this year (laughs) is the year people want to leave last year behind. So what do you have? What are some simple tips? So what's a good place to start, start when it comes to decluttering, um, decluttering your home? I almost always recommend with my virtual clients and with my in-person clients that we start in their bedroom for several reasons, Hmm. Um, specifically starting with clothing. 
and almost always I'm working with a client and they're like, oh, let's start with the living room or let's take care of the kids stuff first, because that's the stuff that's like, oh, this is what people see when they first come in the door. And I'm like, yes, I get that. And your bedroom, I think, should be your sanctuary. To me, your bedroom should be sacred space or there should be some sacred space in the bedroom. And when the bedroom's really cluttered and you can't really relax, like that's that's an important space where you go to sleep or to read or to make love. Like there are important things that happen in the bedroom. And so I almost always recommend starting with clothing specifically because that affects our day-to-day lives. Like when we walk in our closet in the morning and we're picking out what to wear, even if it's, well, for this year, even if it's just like throwing on another pair of sweatpants or yoga pants, which I've done on most days, like many people this year, but it still affects our day-to-day life. It's like, if you walk in your closet and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate all these clothes. They don't fit. They don't fit my body as it is today. That's such a negative experience and, and can set the tone for your day in a way that's not ideal, of course. And so I almost always recommend starting with decluttering clothing. And I have a whole process. I have an online course I just launched that's the whole process specifically for decluttering clothing, since that's an area that really has a huge impact on people. Um, and the benefit of decluttering clothing first is that then laundry becomes easier. Because I think that's always where people get stuck is that sometimes doing laundry isn't that hard, but then it's the putting away the laundry. Yes, it is. That is the hard part. You are, yeah. you are, you're right. It sits there and then it's time to do laundry again and it's still yeah. there. <laughs> right. And then everybody's just like living out of the pile on their floor. Like this is the dirty pile and this is the clean pile. I know, this is my, I, I call it a floor drobe. It's your floor drobe because it lives on the floor. I love that word. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I am, it's so crazy because you're right. For me, even thinking about my own home in this time of year, I want to start with my kitchen and my the like hangout room, we call it, where which is close to our door where the kids hang out. Um, mm-hmm. And so you're right. That's the, the places that people see are the, the places that I always go to first. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, that's, and that makes sense in some ways. And what I have found over the last six or so years of doing this is that when I can teach someone how to let go of some clothing and to, and to hone their decision-making skills about their clothing, because clothing can be pretty, is often pretty clear. Some, you know, there are struggles. There are always going to be pieces that people pick up that we then talk about of like, oh, I spent so much money on this. I don't want to get rid of it. Or, oh, this used to fit. And I just had a baby. I don't know if that's going to fit ever again. You know, there are always conversations about clothing, but clothing has such an emotional charge oftentimes that it's, that can help someone hone their decision-making skills. And so once I teach people the process of decluttering and organizing clothing, they can then take that to any other area of their house. And so I guarantee you that if we declutter, like if you and I were to declutter your clothing together and work on your closet and make your closet beautiful and color coded and organized and whatever style uh, works best for you, then you would have those skills and be like, oh, okay, I know the process now. And the process, I'll just say it, like the process is not like trademarked or anything. The process is essentially getting all like items together. And I recommend if somebody's trying to do this on their own, it's going to take two, three hours at least. And that's, you know, I usually work with one team member and alongside a client who is hardworking and very present during our session. And so with three people, decluttering clothing usually takes at least one three-hour session with me and my assistant and the client. So everybody, it always takes longer than people expect. So if somebody, if someone, one of your listeners is going to try to do it on their own, I recommend just doing like socks 
And sometimes that's even a big category. It <laughs> is. Get, yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that because, all right, so I don't feel completely crazy, but my daughter, my teenage daughter is working to declutter her clothing and she wants to just rip everything out all at once. And so I told her, just do your sock drawer, just do your underwear drawer, just do your bathing suits. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> One little category at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do it the whole big way. Like if she has hours to do it, it's the the only thing with that is that when clients have tried to do that on their own, because they know that that's the way I do it with my team there is that we get like all clothing and just giant mountains of clothing end up on the bed. And then we drudge through it and sort through all of the things. But if somebody's doing it on their own, what often will happen is they'll get to that point of getting everything out. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted already. And then they like want to just crawl into the pile of clothing and take a nap. Yes. I, yes. I feel like you go into it, like I'm going to do this. And then there's the giant pile and it sits there and you just can't even wrap your head around it. All right. So disclaimer, you and I were roommates for some time here in our, in Orlando where I am based now. Um, so I don't know if you remember, but my closet was always super organized. It was. I, and now, I mean, now it is still organized, but I am, fall, I have fallen behind. <laughs> so it makes me sad. And just talking to you today, I'm like, she has to remember how organized my closet always was. My shoes and my everything was color coded. And I also I about that. Mine was yeah. a mess. <laughs> right. And I agree. It, I feel like I'm like, wow, like what happened? We switched roles. I'm over yeah. here like with the piles of clothes. But again, I tend to focus on everyone else in the house and getting yes. them yeah. on track. And I need to probably get myself on track. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's when that's it's like the idea of putting on your own oxygen mask first. If you're on the airplane, you know, I always remind parents, especially it's like put your own oxygen mask on first before you try to help somebody else. And this applies to organizing as well. I like it. All right. So, OK, so I feel like we've talked about a couple of things on my list here. Um, let's talk about a little bit, I know you said about the the kind of the mental side of getting yourself prepared. So when you work with clients, like what's the first thing you do with your clients? What's the process? Well, we always start with a phone consultation. Always, always, always first, because that's, that's how I know if they're ready. Because sometimes people will call me because somebody else in their life is pushing them to get organized. And sometimes that person's not ready. And so I always, whoever stuff I'm working with, virtually or in person, I say, okay, let's schedule a phone consultation. It's totally for free. It's 15 minutes. And that's just my chance to check in with them to see if they're really ready to make a change. And my favorite clients are the ones that are like, I don't know what I'm doing. Please just tell me what to do. I'm like, great. Like I have, <laughs> I have all the answers for this. <laughs> so like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And that's 95% of the people who call me are like, I'm overwhelmed. I, I just moved, I just moved or just had a baby or just inherited a bunch of stuff or, you know, all these different life circumstances, or it's just some people get to that breaking point where clutter builds up over a couple of years or 10 years or 20 years. And then they're like, oh my gosh, how did things get this way? Angela, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I with that phone consultation to make sure somebody's really ready to make changes because this is, it is, it's never just about the stuff, Amanda. It's like people will call me and be like, Oh, I just have too much stuff. And it's like, okay, but like, where did that come from? And like, oftentimes it's about letting go of old identities, letting go of old hobbies, letting go of unfinished projects, 
of hopes and dreams that you once had that you now don't have anymore, but like holding on to the physical representation of those things. Um, sometimes it's about letting go of people, of old relationships, of lost loved ones. You know, it's it's heavy stuff. Like people cry probably 50% of the time at least during the course of our work together because it's, you know, our stuff isn't just stuff. It's, you know, it's represents how we've lived our lives and th- what we value in life. Like if you look around, like I can tell from how somebody spends their money, what they value. And we all want to say we value certain things, but if you look at somebody's budget and you look at how somebody actually spends their money, that's what shows what they actually value. And that can be kind of a hard pill to swallow, but that's the beginning of the transformation is that awareness of how do I spend my time and how do I spend my money? Like in reality, what do I spend time and money on? It's like, oh, like, do I want to change those priorities? And most of the time people do. Sometimes it's about decluttering their schedules too. A lot of people I talked to are just overwhelmed with their stuff and their home and managing their household. And they're overwhelmed with how much is on their plate. And so that comes into conversations, even just during the phone consultation and then certainly in our, during our work together. Yeah. You know, my, my struggle, I'm just, uh, actually, this just popped into my head. I have two bridesmaid dresses Mm -hmm. (laughs) hanging and they've been there. My friend, my best friend, you know, Jessica, she's been married over 10 years now, Leslie too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I have them hanging in my closet. And every time that I go to do it, like, all right, I'm going to fill one garbage. This is my always my thing. Like I have an hour. I'm going to go through and fill one garbage bag and I can drop it off. We have a children's home nearby us and they are always in need of, even if they don't keep the things there, they hold, um, you know, sales and things like that. So I'm like, I know I can fill one garbage bag in this time, Mm -hmm. but for some reason I pull those dresses out and I always put them back. And I'm like, yeah. I need this space for other things. Like, I don't need these dresses. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. So <laughs> this is a perfect segue into what I wanted to go back to because I realized earlier I said something about the process. So the process, almost always, that is the most effective thing is to get all like items together. So let's say you get all your dresses, dresses of any sort, like even your more practical dresses that you may wear more often besides in 2020, probably, Um, but getting all of your dresses together. And then instead of trying to pick out things to reject, which is what almost everybody tries to do, like everybody that I know that I've worked with probably ever, it's like, you just try to like look in your closet and pick out things to reject. That's not fun. Like nobody wants to reject stuff. And so getting everything, getting everything out of the closet, at least all the dresses, for example, off of the hangers, And people are always like, wait, but I probably am keeping that. Like, why do we need to take, just trust the process, everything off the hangers in a pile on your bed. And you could even sort it by like fancier dresses, special occasions, sparkly dresses, whatever. And then like business dresses or casual summer dresses. And then just have those piles and pick out your favorite things first. Pick out your definite Mm. keeps and put those back. And that is energetically such a completely different way of doing it. Because then you're picking out your favorite things. You're like, oh my gosh, this dress makes me feel so sexy or this dress, I have this memory attached to it and maybe I won't wear it again, but it really brings me joy to see it in my closet. And that is valuable too. And so picking out your favorite things first really can be such a fun, it's actually fun. People are like, oh, I didn't know this would be fun. It's work, but it can be really fun to like talk through 
why you want to keep things and to to figure out your personal style and figure out moving forward. You like our tastes change, our bodies change, our lifestyles change. Thinking ahead about like, oh, what do I want to continue wearing in the future of my life? Like that's so much of our how we present our identity in the world. And so it's important to find the things that you love that really bring you joy. And so doing it that way and then looking at what's left over can be really helpful. And maybe those dresses, maybe they just live in the back of your closet and you clear out other space, like if they make you happy to have. And that's the real question. If we were working together and I was there with you or, or virtually, I would say like, what are, your, what are your emotions when you see those dresses? Are you like, oh, I just really wish I could let those go? which it sounds like might be the case. Or yes. are you like, oh my gosh, you have memories. Yeah. No, I just wish I could just let them yeah. go. I really do. And it's it, like I said, they always go in the pile and they always make their way back, back out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another tip. I, and this is something I encourage clients to do often too, which can be really fun. I encourage you to, well, two things actually. I encourage you if you're really feeling like you're ready to let go of one of those dresses and you can just hold it to your heart and thank the dress for its service to you. <laughs> and like really close your eyes and like, you know, take a deep breath and be like, thank you dress for that happy memory of the wedding. Thank you for whatever, whatever gratitude you want to send to the dress or to your friends, <laughs> to Jess and Leslie, like whatever you want to take a moment just to like honor that memory and that experience attached to that item. And then fold it up sweetly, pat it, give it a little hug and kiss, and then put it in the donation bag. That is one one way to do it. And that's and it's just like a simple gratitude practice. And that works when people give you gifts too. That can also be a really effective strategy. If somebody gives you a gift and you're like, wow, I really appreciate the person and the thoughtfulness, but this thing is not a thing that I like, that I want to keep. Mm-hmm. You that too. You don't have to hold on to something just because somebody gave it to you. You can hold it to your heart, send the person gratitude, and then set that item free in the world. My other tip for letting go specifically of those dresses would be to picture somebody at a thrift store finding that dress and being so pumped about it. Like maybe they use it for a costume. Maybe they wear it to a wedding that's like unconventional and doesn't have matchy dresses. Maybe they cut it up and make it into a different thing. Maybe they play dress up with their friend. You know, it's like picturing somebody joyfully finding that item in a thrift store because like who hasn't done that, right? Like right. I've gone to thrift stores so many for years and found these crazy treasures that I'm like, oh, thank you person who donated this. This is the perfect thing that I wanted. And so when you set it free, you give somebody else that opportunity. I love that. Okay, I'm feeling so invigorated. Like I can do this. And you talked about giving something a hug and a kiss. So funny story. The girls mm-hmm. that I work with thought this was hilarious. But thank you to the movie Toy Story for like seriously destroying my life with giving a, getting rid of toys because yeah. I am just like, oh my gosh, I know you don't want to go. And even my kids are like, mom, you know that that teddy bear isn't real. And I'm like, ah, I keep thinking about the movie. But anyway, (laughs) there was this giraffe that the girls had that my aunt bought for them. And it was super colorful and it was just weird looking like pretty quirky and not your typical stuffed animal. And it was big too. And so it was given to my older daughter and then had lived on through the younger daughter. But the fact, because it was like a big stuffed animal type of thing. And over the years it had, you know, there were stains and it was fall. It was truly falling apart. And, um, I 
finally was like, you know what? I, I don't have anywhere to store the giraffe. The giraffe is really cluttering Charlie's room mm-hmm. with all these stuffed animals. And I think the giraffe has to go. Like I went through this whole process and mm-hmm. I took the giraffe to the children's home and I sat in my car and I was alone and I kissed the giraffe on the oh. giraffe's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And I was like, did I just kiss a giraffe, a stuffed animal giraffe? And then I took it and I put it and I still think, oh my gosh, did I do the right thing? But I do hope that some someone is finding joy with that quirky giraffe. But yeah, I put- I kissed yes, a stuffed giraffe. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that you did that. And I love that you just shared that because that's so sweet. I like have tears in my eyes because that it's real. Like the attachment we have to things, like we bond with things. And there are some philosophies, like it's some religion that somebody told me Marie Kondo, the famous Marie Kondo mm-hmm. that she like is her kind of maybe potentially her background where we think where everything has energy. I mean, in you know, science will say that everything is energy too. And so I do think that there's some magic to honoring things as we are setting them free into the world. I do think there's some crazy, like in, it's in one of my books, I forget which book it's from, but one of my books, the author talks about how if we've really loved an item and taken good care of it, and just, it has, you know, our energy on it of, of really like gratitude and joy and all these other positive emotions that it looks shinier in a thrift store, if we've given it lots of love and if we've set it free with love. And I swear, I swear there's some truth to that. Because it's like, I could see a couple things in thrift stores when I'm shopping myself and some stuff kind of stands out more than other stuff. And I'm like, oh, like somebody, maybe somebody really loved this. Oh, I love that. Okay. All right. I'm feeling good. All right. So I could, we could talk all day, but I know we have to (laughs) kind of wrap this up. Maybe we'll have to do like a part two down the road. Um, So I'm trying something new this year. So I, I, I definitely want, we'll link up to how everybody can find you in the show, in our show notes, but Okay, so I'm going to try these hot takes. So a friend of mine has been doing this on her podcast. Um, so I kind of stole it, but so sorry, Jackie. Um, but I'm using different I'm using different things. But it was really fun when I did this on, she has a podcast called The Busy Mom's Kitchen. Um, but I am going to just quickly sh- share two things and you choose one or the other, all right? Are you mm-hmm. ready? Okay, yes. let's go. All right, coffee or tea? Herbal tea. Snowy getaway or beach vacation? Girl, you know I love the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Fruits or veggies? Both. (laughs) Okay. You can, I'll I'll allow that one based on what what I'm doing over here. Okay. Phone call or text? Phone call. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, I guess Facebook. Kind of neither. (laughs) (laughs) Cups in, this is an interesting one. Cups in the cupboard. Upside oh down or right side up? Right side up. Why? Why would, uh, I have a, that's my <laughs> own personal pet peeve, but everybody's different. Everybody's different. Okay. All right. So that was fun. All right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to continue this on through the year because I think, I like it. yeah, there's a couple, I was researching. There's some fun ones out there. Um, well, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing lots of great tips and ideas for families. Um, I know I'm going to walk away with some ways to get started. So before we close things out, can you tell listeners where they can find and connect with you? 
Absolutely. So I have two websites. One is simplifyhomeorganizing.com. And I'm also on Facebook and the Insta for Simplify Home Organizing. And then I have happinesscoachangela.com. Even though my work does intermingle, as you could probably tell, where coaching and home organizing are really not that different from each other because I incorporate one into the other all day long. Um, But so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at happinesscoachangela as well. Awesome. Well, we will link up to all of those in the show notes um, and share them out. And I have a feeling Angela will be back. I'm going to drag her back onto the podcast because I think we have more to talk about here. Um, But thank you so much. It's been so great chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. It was absolutely refreshing to connect with Angela and I can't wait to implement some of these strategies into my own world. And hopefully this will be my year that I finally feel a sense of declutterment If that is a word, I made it up. If you like The Healthy Family Project, please tell a friend, leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet with me direct, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter. I'm also Amanda M. Kiefer on Instagram. And you can find Healthy Family Project on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. (laughs) 